0: Hey, this is Jeff Bond, and welcome to another edition of Chat with Leaders, where we're passionate about amplifying the stories of leaders who show us how to use our influence as a force for good. John DeShazer is my guest today. He's an accomplished business leader with extensive experience in CRM, marketing, automation, and content management software in corporate and startup environments. He has his own firm called Logic Spree, where he's the founder and president, specializing in sales cloud support and Salesforce consulting. He is one of the most compassionate, selfless leaders that I have come across in the Atlanta area and that he is just super committed towards serving the underserved communities in our area through economic development, his involvement in nonprofits such as TAG and Inspire EDU, He just continually pours himself out in the community. But early in his career, he had lots of obstacles and adversity on his path towards breaking through as a leader and being able to use his influence as a force for good. So I'd love for you to stick with us and listen a little bit more about the obstacles he faced, how he started through this breakthrough process as a leader in his business, the significance mentorship had to him along the way. He's now living out his purpose to create economic development in underserved communities, and the advice that he would give our young professionals today, who are looking for a clear path to growth as a leader, he's really just one of those authentic, compassionate young leaders that I admire greatly. And I hope you enjoyed this chat as much as I did. All right, are you ready? Let's jump into this chat with John Deshazer. Welcome to Chat with Leaders, John.
1: Thank you, Jeff. It's a pleasure
0: to be here. I'm proud to have you on. Uh, It's been such an honor to get to know you and hear your powerful story of how you've grown in your leadership and some of the struggles that you endured earlier on in your life and your career that really uh, helped you push through. And your persistence is just completely admirable. So I think there could be somebody today that's listening, that's struggling with that same kind of despair or struggle in their career. They want to grow as a leader, but they're not sure what the next step is. And my hope is that this conversation today is going to give them tremendous hope.
1: Yeah, it's definitely been a long journey. And yes, yeah, definitely about persistence. And I really hope that I can provide some advice or say something meaningful, I like should mentioned that could either help
0: inspire or help someone just to keep pushing through. Well, everything you've ever said to me, John, has always been inspirational. So let's just jump in at the beginning. What were some of the greatest aspirations that you had growing up? And tell me a little bit about who or what shaped them.
1: I'll say the people who influenced me or shaped my aspirations the Milton, definitely my parents, my mother and my father, and also my eldest brother and specifically my father, because what I saw from him was an example of what I could be. He was in the US Army and he also was a mailman. But for me, that's what I saw as success. And that's what I aspired to be was to reach that level. However, he told me from a young age that this is what he knew. This is the world he knew. But if I want to achieve more and see beyond that, then I have to go beyond. Essentially, I have to eventually leave his household to learn more than he does. Because he realized that his own upbringing experience is very limited. So he really pushed hard that we should leave the house and explore the world and get more and find our place versus just expecting us to just do what he does.
0: What a wonderful steward he is of this gift that he's been given through you as his son and, and also just the wisdom that there is there and and the ability for him to push you out of the nest, you know, get the bird out of the nest and let them fly knowing who's they are, who they are, empowering them to go out into the world. And I know that earlier on in your career, it wasn't easy. So can you describe some of the obstacles you faced as you got out of college and you had all this energy and empowerment that you were given by your father and and what kind of roadblocks that, that maybe you faced early?
1: I'll say the biggest obstacle was more of an internal when it came to opportunity out in the world. And that not all opportunity is, you know, say good. I definitely face a moral dilemma between pursuing a career that I wanted versus adhering to my own values. And I'm glad I had that experience early on because it was a test of whether or not I was willing to just do anything to achieve my goals or achieve opportunity. But also presented there's other opportunities out there. That's not the end of the world to walk away from something that does that that you don't align with. Now that did lead into other struggles as well, but from the struggles came opportunity as well.
0: So. Mm, so well said. I know everyone always says you could do anything that you put your mind to, but as a young 20-year-old coming out of college, it's really hard to believe. What year was it when you came out of college? Let's see. I
1: came out at the end of 2010.
0: 2010. So this was just right after the, uh, <laughs> the last recession that we faced and the job market wasn't necessarily described as hot at the time. And I'm sure that there was a lot of things that you face that, you know, for anybody coming out of college at that time would have thought, wow, there's a lot of challenges that, that I'm facing here. So it yeah. might be hard to, to accomplish the dreams or accomplish that, put your mind to anything and you can do it.
1: Yeah. And actually to that point, that first job that where I had that moral
0: challenge, there
1: was an internal challenge of feeling you know, that I was fortunate to have had a job during that time period. So there was a struggle of, do I stick with this because I'm fortunate enough to have it, or do I take a chance and pursue something else? Do I just move on?
0: I think a lot of people feel that struggle too, that tension of, am I doing the right thing? Am I really stepping into my purpose and fulfilling it? And, you know, is there more to this? And and that's, it's a tough thing because leaders really need to help guide their teams towards how they can really explore their, the depth of their gifts, you know, within their organization. Sometimes it means that they need to go elsewhere to do other things and need yeah. that push. But if you're battling that internally, that's really a, a tough struggle because you're in your own head. Yeah, exactly. I will say
1: that one of the things that has been a recurring theme for me and a recurring source has been the community that I found myself in as I left college, progressed my career, I found individuals who were either like-minded or who also just had a sense of they knew the value of supporting each other and supporting new people and it's because of them that I found my way into a sustainable career path and have been able to grow as well.
0: Mm that's such an important point brother and i have found that exact same thing in my life too that it really is about the connection the relationships and the way you pour into that community how that edifies you and how that connects you and i know you're very involved in in the community in terms of just how you give your time talent treasure how you serve and we're involved with inspire edu which is our show sponsor today and the ways that you know just living life uh, in, on purpose and and making it not about us necessarily, decentering ourselves from that and how that really creates uh, kind of more of a flywheel effect of momentum, which we'll get into here in a moment. But you talk a little bit about this community. Was there kind of a time when you really started to feel like you were breaking through into a brighter future? Because I know there were many kind of career opportunities earlier on in your career that didn't work out. You were aspiring to grow in your leadership and, you know, just kind of hitting some dead ends and some financial struggles with that that came along with it, I guess, to what or whom or what time would you attribute this breakthrough? So my journey is definitely a long
1: one, although it's, it's a relatively short amount of time. And it's a contradiction. But there was a moment where I was driving alone in my car, going uh, from California, coming back to Georgia to start over again. And as I hit the stretch of road about an hour outside of Los Angeles, it's just Black Desert. And you just see the road extending to the infinite. And at that moment, it hit me that I have five more days of traveling alone on this long road where I can't see the end. But there's also a part of me that knew as long as I kept moving, I'll get there. If I stop, I definitely won't. But as long as I keep going, as long as I know there's an end, I keep going on the road and I'll get there. And that also connected to once I actually reached Georgia, um, my career opportunities, I should say, really start changing. And that's when I started meeting people. and say, the sales operations world and engaging with them and them pointing me in the right direction, spark as as the skills I need to attain, what tough opportunities to look for and how to sustain a job in that in those areas. So even though I couldn't see that opportunity, as long as I kept moving and engaging with people along the way, then, you know, I was moving forward. I was getting there. Hmm. And there are two people. There's actually a lot of people. I wish I could list them all. But two people that were really pivotal. One person here is Kelly Smith. She was a sales operations manager at a company that I used to work for. I was in sales at the time. And she pointed me in the right direction as far as the skills I needed in order to move into sales operations and point me to looking at the right type of opportunities. And then there was also to Ari, who was actually the first person who gave me the opportunity in that space as a sales analyst. And that's also where I learned Salesforce. And as you know, Jeff, Salesforce is a huge part of my career today, but without the direction of, of those two individuals, I wouldn't be where I am today. Now, I've mm. definitely had a lot of help along the way from other people as well. And I just wish I could like, list them all.
0: Have you ever had the opportunity to tell both of them just the profound impact that they've had on your life?
1: I have. And every chance I get, I try to just say it again. And Kelly was someone I actually did not connect with until I started my current company, Logic Spree, a few years ago. I met her at an event and... The last time she saw me, I was still in my early stage of my career, still trying to break in. And I pulled her aside and said, you know, told her that I started this company. I told her where my career had gone. And I told her, it all started from the advice that she gave you know, back when I was, I think, 24 from the skills that she told me that I needed to the direction I needed to go in. And this is where it's led me. And I thank her. And she, she was just really happy to hear that.
0: That's awesome. Well, what a gift for you to affirm the mentorship that they've given. I think a lot of us we all intrinsically want to know that what we're doing in our lives matter and whether that's good or bad. But, you know, it's really good to be affirmed in that way as a mentor to know that what we're doing is making a difference in people's lives and that it's maybe helped them turn that corner. So we'll have to remember to tag them when we promote this out on LinkedIn and social media, just to uh, give them more affirmation and praise for the wonderful impact they've had on your life. We are going to take a quick break for this message from our sponsors. This
1: episode is brought to you by Inspire EDU, a nonprofit organization putting technology devices into the hands of Atlanta's underserved communities. The need for technology devices has accelerated due to the pandemic, and Inspire EDU makes a positive difference helping marginalized learners. Through its partners and supporters like you, Inspire EDU helps learners become 21st-century scholars. Learn how you can support their mission at iuatl.org.
0: And now back to our chat. So, given that, John, how have your experience through the struggle, through the pain, through all the hardship, and then kind of this turnaround through the mentorship informed your sense of responsibility to be of service to others in need, both on your team, in yeah. your community, or within your sphere of influence?
1: Going back to what I mentioned about my father earlier. Um, he
0: only knew so much about the world. And he
1: knew that in order for me to grow and to, to really become successful, I had to get out there and explore and find other people for guidance. Since then, I have engaged with people or have found people who have been willing to support me and other people, been willing to play in that role of guidance and support. And that's carried me through into the place that I am today. And so, what I look at the greater community, I look at how do I also guide people, provide opportunity and support their growth as well, because without that support, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I know there's other people out there who also could benefit from that support and that type of engagement to grow not only in the careers, but just economic opportunity and okay. affecting the community at a, at
0: a larger scale. I love to focus on economic opportunity and education and empowerment and the way that you pour into the community. So I'd feel remiss not to ask. And for those who are not familiar with how awesome you are and involved you are in the community, tell everybody a little bit more about the organizations you're involved with on a nonprofit scale and, and what your role has been. So
1: Inspire EDU is, of course, the big anchor here. So Inspire EDU used to be part of learning, and I started volunteering in their warehouse early in my career and really start learning about their mission, in which they're focused on trying to bridge the digital divide when it comes to access and knowledge around technology, specifically in support of education. Going back to my own uh, upbringing, I grew up in Southern DeKalb County, and which is an area that is known to have underfunded schools, access to more, um, as many resources. So economic opportunity isn't as great in that area. For me, I found my way into a fortunate career and soon the other side of things and knowing that there's still challenges in the communities like the one I grew up in and seeing that Palmer Learning and now inspire 2 is looking to specifically address that area. I personally just dedicated everything I could to support the mission because I knew the power, that kind of intervention, that access the resources could have. And so that's why I'm a passionate supporter of Inspired 2 And I helped form their advisory board to engage young professionals throughout the Atlanta area to bring in more support, more volunteers, more resources. And I continue to support them in any possible way that, that Richard Hicks asked for, just because I wholeheartedly believe in their mission. And if there's something that I'm capable of
0: doing, then I will you know, dedicate myself to it. I'm so glad you mentioned Richards, a former guest on the show. We'll certainly have him back on and we've been yeah. plugging them as a unpaid sponsor of our show for all year because I just love them to death. I mean, it is such a great community and I believe that education is the great equalizer if we can give access to people in underserved communities that maybe they don't otherwise have the tools needed to accomplish that. And so I really love the work you're doing and and there's so much more which we'll plug into the show notes that you're involved in, John. I mean, you're just such a great advocate out there in the community for just social equity and for access to education, economic opportunity. So it's just really wonderful, everything that you represent.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I see it's less of in the specific phrase of giving back, but more being part of it because we're part of this community. Mm-hmm. And in order for to see the community grow, we have to make sure that we're engaged and be stewards of the community.
0: Love that. Stewards of the community. Uh, stewardship is one of my favorite words. I mean, I think we need to take a responsibility, not just for our own resources and finances and not think about that is our only you know thing that we need to steward. But it's our lives. It's our families. It's our communities. It's where we live. It's who we serve, our neighbors, we're called to love one another, and, and you really embody that every day, John. So I love your example. Knowing what you know today as the president now of your own company, and gosh, that's like a whole other story that we could get into, right? Like you founding your business and finding this success and this opportunity to go out there and, and actually own your own business, grow your own team, and as a leader now, just unbelievable. But what advice would you give your younger self as a younger professional knowing what you know today?
1: If I were to speak my own myself, I would advise myself to plug in more locally earlier on in terms of understanding what the community needs, not only from, say, a social standpoint, but economically, because that highlights economic need as well. And then engagement with local organizations becomes more feasible to understand what's needed. I think when I was coming out of school, my ideas of a, a technology career technology organization with some of the larger players in the markets so Google, Amazon, Microsoft. But there's a number of organizations that are local, specifically Atlanta. I say Atlanta because this is where we are. There's a number of careers that I think a lot of people don't, they're not aware of. And they're not aware of the skills that require for those jobs as well. So I would advise myself to take a look about what's around versus looking across the nation, the California and seeing what's here and plugging in here.
0: I agree. And we all learn through the journey. And I I think I would probably give my younger self the exact same advice is find opportunities to roll up your sleeves and serve in the community sooner than later. The relationships that you build through that, the impact that you have, the way that that's multiplied and the way that edifies you and then helps you gain perspective on life while serving others makes it so important. But I think it's easy to become self-absorbed as a young professional and we're trying to make it in the world and and to grow in the world and that's a hard concept to grapple with and so what we're doing now is sharing stories like yours to edify our next generation of leaders so that they can be inspired to jump into life and have a sustainable impact through their influence and their gifts and their talents so i think that's just incredible
1: yeah yeah
0: As you kind of look ahead, John, and you got a lot of leadership ahead of you, a lot of influence ahead of you through Logic Spree and through all of your influence in the community. But what kind of legacy do you hope to leave as you go forward in service to your people, your customers and in the community?
1: The legacy I hope to leave behind is about the influence of economic opportunity and what I specifically want to communicate to other leaders or um drive home to other leaders, is thinking of how we as leaders can drive that. Because it's not only, say, that opportunity exists, but it's knowledge of the opportunities in itself. And that's a huge barrier that a lot of people aren't aware of, some of these opportunities. But then there's the next step of it. How do you navigate those opportunities? Because again, you can be aware of these careers, but knowing how to navigate them. Again, going back to my father, he was aware that there was something beyond his grasp. Even if he was aware of it, he didn't know how to navigate it. But for me, the community that I was able to find and and the mentors I was able to gain not only told me about the opportunities, taught me how to navigate the opportunities, and how to sustain myself and my career and how to grow. So I advise leaders looking at that from a pragmatic standpoint of how do we expand economic opportunity to where we're actually driving a difference and getting people and getting our communities to become more sustainable in that sense.
0: Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I'd I'd listen back to that a million times and just take it to heart. John, if people wanted to learn more about your leadership, follow you on whether it be LinkedIn, your website or anything, where would you drive them online?
1: I would drive them to
0: my personal LinkedIn, which on LinkedIn, my full name is John Robert DeShazer.
1: And also there's our company page, Logic Spree as well. You can follow our company. And for personal uh, email, you can email me or or you can message me on LinkedIn, and then we'll exchange personal information.
0: That's great, John. Well, I highly recommend it to anybody who's listening today. The work that you do through your business and through your influence is truly inspiring. You are a force for good, my friend, and I feel so blessed to know you. So thanks so much for your gift of time and for sharing your story with us today.
1: Well, Jeff, I really appreciate the time just speaking with you. As, As always, it's always a great conversation.
0: Hey, this is Jeff Bond, and thank you so much for investing your time with us today. We'd be thrilled for you to subscribe, rate, review, and share this episode on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please also visit our LinkedIn page to join our leadership community by clicking follow. We're grateful for your engagement and for sharing the inspiration coming from our guests so we can add value to aspiring leaders in your network. Have a remarkable week and go be a leader worth following.